Hello, everyone, and welcome to Autism Stories, where we connect you with amazing people that help teens and adults with autism become more independent and successful. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Today, we have a first on Autism Stories, as we are going to have our first international guest, Alex Manners, coming to us from England. Today, we are going to talk with Alex about a passion he shares with many autistic people, which is sports. Alex will discuss his autism and football campaign, which is to make football matches in the United Kingdom more accessible to autistic people. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Alex, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, the first thing that jumped out to me about you is your colorful style in regards to clothing. Where does that come from? Well, my one granddad has always um, worn very brightly colored blazers and shirts and ties. So I think it all really stemmed from him. He had brightly colored cars as well. So um, my love of sort of colorful things all came from him. But it was when I was at school and I had to wear a lot of dark colors like dark blues and grays that now when I wear those colors, like dark colors, it reminds me of school. So I always wear colored clothes to bring out my personality. Today I wanted to talk to you about autism and football. So for the purposes of our American audience, we're referring to soccer when we say football. Okay. Now, I read that you set a goal for yourself at the age of 10 to watch a live match at all 92 football league grounds. Why did you uh, decide to set this goal for yourself? Well, my first ever match that I attended, um, soccer match, was in 2010. And from that moment forward, um, I fell in love with, with soccer. And it was a, it's always been a way to help me with my autism. And when I'd been to, uh, in about the fourth year of me going to football, of the soccer matches, my uncle said to me, oh, I wonder how many grounds you've been to, because there are 92 professional grounds in, in England. And I think I counted about 30 of them. And my uncle said, oh, you should try and visit all the 92 soccer grounds in England, England and Wales. So I thought, yeah, I'd love to do that. And um, it all sort of started from there back when I was, I think I was about 14. So it's taken 12 years to complete them. But... Football, well, soccer has been a, a, a brilliant, brilliant help in with my autism and taking me away from all the stresses and struggles that my autism has, has brought along. What's been your experience like traveling to all these different uh, grounds? Has that been a challenge for you? Well, I mean, I've been to most of the different grounds with my uncle, so we've sort of gone together and done this journey together. Um, I think the, some of the long journeys, I think because you know you've got a destination that you're going to. Um, you can kind of sort of tick off different um, points along the way. But um, I think it's allowed me to explore a lot more of the country that necessarily I probably wouldn't have. Some of the places I've been to without football, I probably would never have been there. So it's allowed me to explore the UK uh, a lot more than I probably would have done. Absolutely. So your passion kind of led to you opening you, you to those experiences. Yeah, and it's, it's brought so many wonderful experiences and I've made so many wonderful friends from all the different grounds and clubs that I've visited. Um, it's just been a wonderful thing to be able to achieve at such a young age because most of the people who I know who've done it are probably 50 or 60 um, before they even complete uh, doing all the grounds. 
you're obviously passionate about football and then as a result have started an autism and football campaign. Can you tell our listeners about the purpose of autism and football? Well, I started my autism and football campaign um, about a year and a half ago now because I wanted to enhance the experience of autistic people going to football and soccer matches because there are a lot of different things that we can struggle with at matches um, and I know I've experienced some of those myself just from going through really, really tight turnstiles or sitting really close to the, someone in the next seat or all the sensory information that's coming from a match, the sounds, the smells. And I thought, right, I want to enable um, clubs to understand what it's like for people with autism going to matches so that they can help all their fans that are coming to the grounds. And what are the biggest sensory challenges for you when you go to the football grounds? I think one of them is... Um, going through really, really tight turnstiles. Um, also, another one is once or twice when I've been searched outside the ground, that's really difficult. But I think because I'm so, because I love football so much, and my when I go to a game, uh, my whole object is just to get into the ground as quickly as I can. So I almost sort of shut my eyes and just go through the turnstiles uh, as quickly as I can just to get that bit over with. But I know a lot of people with autism and what I've got, Asperger's, they would really struggle to do that. And the and the search was that was that challenging because of the personal space and touch. Yeah, it was. Um, I've had it sort of two or three times at different matches. Um, it's not most of the time you don't get searched at soccer matches, um, but the once or twice when I have, have, it's sort of been like really uncomfortable because of the physical touch. Because I don't like being sort of touched because um, of my Asperger's and my autism. Mm. Now, what football ground have you? been to um, in terms of your favorite to watch a match sensory wise well, one of the, the best gra- uh, grounds to watch a soccer match at is um, you, uh, the Arsenal ground Arsenal Football Club um, their ground is absolutely fantastic because they've opened up um, a sensory room for people with autism so they can watch the match um, from this special room and they've also got as well as their sensory room it's got a lot of really cool equipment in they have a viewing room that overlooks the pitch so fans can sort of watch the game without all the sensory information from the noises, the smells, the sounds. Um, and it's just, and, and they, the club really understand autism. I mean, to be honest, uh, the person who I met there who runs the sensory room, he understands autism better than anyone I've ever met. Now, what has been the response from the football clubs in the UK to your autism and football campaign? Yeah, so the response to my autism and football campaign has been quite uh, positive, really. Um, and I've worked with a number of different uh, soccer and football clubs um, across the country. But I think a lot of clubs, they sort of think, well, we don't really have the money or the facilities to provide a sensory room. Um, whereas what I'm trying to show them is that even if you don't have much money or you don't have um, you know, loads of spare facilities or space within the ground, there's still so much you can do that's free, um, that doesn't really take much time or, or money, that can really benefit those people with autism, just like letting them sit in areas of the ground where they're never really sold out very often or um, letting them through different turnstiles, bigger gates maybe. So there's so much that clubs can do that don't doesn't really cost much uh, or doesn't really take much time to implement. I know this passion for football for you has led to working with uh, BT Sports which is a channel that shows all kinds of sporting events in the UK. 
you filmed football matches and conducted interviews with the game managers as part of your work with them. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Yeah, so um, for two seasons, I filmed my local soccer matches for my local um, soccer clubs called Solihull Moors Football Club. Um, and I did it for two years, so two seasons, where I filmed all their home matches. And after all the games, we would um, interview the home and away managers. And it was an unbelievable experience because my the footage that I was filming and the interviews that I was conducting were being shown on national television. On a type, it was a type of match of the day type program. So it was an unbelievable, unbelievable two years of experience doing that. Now, do you have any uh, tips for me when conducting an interview? Well, I always sort of uh, questions uh, in the back of my mind, but I'd always sort of because the the result of the match or the outcome of where they were in the table would always sort of influence my questions. So I'd always have a stock sort of three or four questions, and then tailor those questions to how the match went or where they were in the league, or how many goals they scored. So it's just about really just tinkering bits of questions uh, without having to worry about making up new questions all, all the time. Hmm. Now, how did that relationship with BT Sports start? Well, it was when I was at um, college, and the club, BT Sport basically, every club in the league, they find local students to film the matches for them, and they approached the college that I was at to film the matches um, and uh, the college lecturer who was there he knew that I was really into my football and I used to go down to watch Sir Little Moors anyway um, so he said would you like me and a few others he said to us would you like to be involved in filming them and I was like yeah I'd love to be involved in filming them so it all started from from college. Now in addition to your work at BT Sports something interesting you've done is started your own business creating promotional videos. How is business going, and what's your advice for those with autism that have a passion for doing something and are looking to start their own business based around that passion? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I'm determined to achieve my dream. My dream is to become a TV, a television presenter, so I'm determined to achieve my dream. So starting my own business was uh, in video production was a way for me to learn what goes on behind the camera. So that when I'm hopefully when I'm older and I achieve my dreams and I'm in front of the camera, I understand a lot more about what's going on. Having my own business, doing promotional videos, has now led me into doing talks on my autism. So I go to lots of like colleges, universities, businesses, and do talks um, on my Asperger's and on my life living with autism. And I would just say that you know, just because you've got autism or another form of disability, hidden um, disability or anything, don't let it hold you back. I look upon it as something positive, and I believe that if you want something badly enough, if you're determined to achieve that and you, um, you're willing to work hard, then really you can achieve anything. And I would just say, um, go for it, because um, I think enjoying your work is one of the most important things in life. Now, what's been the uh, response to the presentations that you've given to businesses? Oh, they, they've been really positive, because... I always say that my story of growing up and living with Asperger's is just one of many, but so many people that I've come across have sort of preconceived ideas of what autism is, and some of the stories I've shared with them, um, especially people who, you know, businesses I've gone into, where they've got one or two people listening who've got sort of children or family members with autism, Right. and some of the things I've told them, they've been like, oh, I didn't realise didn't realize that my son or daughter thought that, like that, or so it's been eye-opening to a lot of the people who've 
listened to my story and I think they've really all in, enjoyed it. Well, Alex, I really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and thank you to Alex so much for the conversation. It's really important that we start thinking more about how we can not just make soccer matches less overwhelming for autistic people, but the other major sporting events such as the NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball as well. Autistic people should be able to have more of these experiences without as much of a fear of having sensory overload. In these situations, we just need to give more effort to finding answers and be creative in our thinking to find solutions. Did you know that Autism Personal Coach saves autistic people from feeling alone and being isolated? So often, autistic teens and adults struggle with anxiety and, as a result, don't have success in their lives. Autism Personal Coach is a unique service in that we help autistic people by working on meaningful, individualized goals in the setting in which they'll be used. So anxiety is greatly reduced, and as a result, they can become much more independent and successful. One of those individualized goals is coming up with solutions to make our clients more successful at attending sporting events. So if this is you or if you're interested in getting an autism personal coach for anything you're trying to achieve in your life, uh, it's very easy. All you have to do is email autismpersonalcoach at yahoo.com or call 216-336-5889 and request a coach today. In next week's episode of Autism Stories, we will talk with Tracy Cohen about the benefits of running for autistic people. Talk to you then. Just